In this episode of Tim Talk, we continue our discussion on religious diversity with Melissa Skayen, Vice President of Mission Integration at Northern Light Mercy Hospital. Thank you for joining us for Tim Talk. I'm Tim Dentry, President and CEO of Northern Light Health. If you're new to our podcast, I welcome you to the discussion on racial, social, and medical justice and hope you find it as essential and relevant as I do. If you're a regular listener, you know we are reinforcing our culture of inclusion, and we thought it good to include talks with Northern Light and community leaders on religious diversity in healthcare. Joining me to continue the discussion is Melissa Scahan, Vice President of Mission Integration at Northern Light Mercy Hospital. Thank you for joining me here today, Melissa. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Terrific. So first of all, I should note to our audience that Northern Light Mercy Hospital, our acute care hospital in Portland, such an essential part of our healthcare delivery system in Northern Light, is a sponsored ministry of the Sisters of Mercy of the Americas. And I can't say ironically, because there's nothing ironic about the fact that during the 1918 Spanish flu pandemic, the irony is to pandemics, that the Sisters of Mercy opened a hospital in Portland to heal the sick. Melissa, that certainly gives Mercy a unique perspective as a healthcare organization with religious roots. How has Mercy's faith-based foundation shaped the organization? Absolutely. Um, You know, as a Catholic organization, there is a history and a comfort at Mercy delivering holistic person-centered care. That may include responding to the spiritual needs of our patients and their families, if they so choose. We have wonderfully skilled certified chaplains, including a Sister of Mercy, our dear Sister Pat, uh, who is specifically trained to welcome and serve patients from all religions, as well as patients who do not identify with any religion or faith tradition. It truly is always identifying what matters most to our patients. We've always worked very closely with faith leaders in greater Portland, and this partnership has become increasingly important during the pandemic. For some patients during COVID, receiving the sacraments or spending time with a beloved priest, rabbi, or imam, especially at end of life, has been one of the most important interventions to them. Uh, A local Episcopal priest had the opportunity at the onset of COVID to don PPE and spend time at the end of life with a beloved parishioner. He wrote to us afterwards and said, yesterday, I was called in to anoint a dying COVID-19 patient. She was still able to talk to me and told me about her grandchildren. She said the 23rd Psalm and the Lord's Prayer and smiled and held my hand. It was one of the more moving visits I've ever made. I wanna tell you how amazing the staff was, from the person at the employee entrance, to the Catholic chaplain, to the incredible nurses at the nurses station. Every person was a model of compassion and gentleness, combined with real professionalism and care. Their attention to making sure I was gowned up and scrubbed correctly, and their support of the family who were there made it all feel safe. It also felt loving and peaceful. Mercy at the heart of healing. It is in these moments, Tim, we draw upon our faith tradition and our partnership with local clergy 
to deliver the expert care that truly honors the person and the interconnectedness of mind, body, and spirit. Thank you, Melissa. The interconnectedness of mind, body, and spirit. That is such an important awareness of our caregivers that we have a responsibility to be sensitive to all three characteristics of the lives of those that we serve and each other. As we record this conversation, the COVID-19 infection rate is rising rapidly. Hospitalizations are increasing around the country and here in Maine. And while we are now COVID seasoned veterans in many ways, we are in our ninth month of pandemic response. Everyone is a bit fatigued, some more than a bit fatigued, and the situation can be emotionally exhausting, even as we brace ourselves for more outbreaks. What I know of healthcare workers, and especially my colleagues at Northern Light, is that under those stressful conditions, we still rise to the challenge and show our true colors as people caring for others who are the most vulnerable. But still, it's a huge demand on our staff. So how has Mercy helped tend to the spiritual needs of each other, of our staff? Absolutely. When I think of this moment, you know, the distress is ever present for our teams. And as we prepare uh, to serve, it is so important to hold space for colleagues. Really holding space for colleagues gives voice to their concerns, truly by naming the implications of the pandemic for our staff and normalizing the distress. We set the stage to identify new ways for both self and group care. Rounding by our senior leaders, chaplains, behavioral health colleagues, and managers, and responding to the staff's needs demonstrates our caring and concern. You know, at Mercy, we've held daily debriefs with our behavioral health team, partnered with Acadia. We've had chaplains, staff warm lines, and encouraged colleagues to use EAP. Our chapels and meditation rooms remain open to our staff, and daily mass is projected into the patients' rooms. Active listening and allowing the time to be fully present for any colleague who is expressing distress is sacred work in healthcare. And it calls on each of us in this moment. I'm also reminded this week of the power of rituals, uh, such as daily reflections. And we always look forward to your reflections every week, Tim. At Mercy, we post uh, daily reflections on the internet, and a provider reached out to me to share that she felt overwhelmed and turned to the internet to spend a moment with the reflection. She shared that she had chosen to print that reflection and hang it in her office where she could see it throughout her day for comfort, but also to reconnect her with her purpose. Whether prayer, poetry, art, or inspirational quote, the reflections allow us to center ourselves during these extremely challenging times. Melissa, thank you very much for your thoughtful answers. The examples you gave are leading by serving. And my formative years as a leader in healthcare were with two Catholic health systems, one sponsored by the Sisters of Mercy and the other by the Sisters of Bon Secours. And servant leadership was ingrained in us. And I will say that now in these not latter years, well, latter than it was before of my career, 
being a servant leader is actually the most rewarding aspect of my career and of my work. You know, I would say that early on is something I was, I was learning and I was making sure I, I had in the forefront. Now it's just who I am. And therefore it is the most rewarding aspect because I can be who I am. And it's something that is giving and nurturing those that I work with. Mm-hmm. So it is in seeking out others and showing them that you care and start by listening and tuning in to what might appear small to you on the surface, but what may be a very big matter in someone's life. That example that you gave of your colleague is one. So that's what it's all about and how we get better as an organization and how we get better as individuals. Hmm. So I would like to take this opportunity now to hear what's foremost on your mind with regard to these issues, Melissa. What would you like to ask of me? Absolutely. So beyond our patient's symptoms and their chronic conditions and diagnoses, we want to know them as people. We want to know how their medical conditions impact their life, their families, and their spirits. So how do we prepare our colleagues to embrace religious diversity and spirituality to ensure that healing and comfort is part of our person-centered care? Does spirituality have a place at Northern Lighthouse, Tim? Great, great questions. You know, some of the most beautiful experiences in my lifetime came from different countries around the world and learning from their spiritual and faith-based cultures. I saw profound expressions of faith in East Africa, in the Middle East, and other regions around the world. There was a common thread, a universal truth, a connection to something bigger than ourselves. There was a clear sense of service to others and of what is most important in their lives. I see that as spirituality and it's common in us all. We may express that spirituality in different faiths or within people who do not profess to a certain faith, but it's still spiritual, it's still personal. And so to your questions, We are emphasizing training programs at Northern Light and within performance reviews, which include awareness and sensitivity to the healing and comfort needs of our patients, including an appreciation of religious diversity. And most importantly, through these talks, our Friday reflections and the actions of our Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Council, we're hoping to nurture a Northern Light culture of caring for one another. That's a concept which now is, it's a vision for me. It was a concept that I struggled with a lot in previously in my career. And now I think it's full bloom. And as CEO, I believe I'm able to really nurture that every day and have a big influence on that. I just want to say it again, culture of caring that starts with caring for one another. And that means having a place at the table for all those who embrace that culture and respect differences of practicing one's faith, or even those choosing not to practice a particular faith. So you also asked me, does spirituality have a place at Northern Light? Great question. I've always believed that hospitals, the practice of medicine, nursing, my, as you know, I think I told you before, my mom was a nurse, and my early mentors were nurses, and women religious, by the way. 
and all aspects of care and all those who support the direct caregivers, all of us are in the service of a higher cause, something bigger than ourselves. The diversity of faith among our Northern Light colleagues and the communities we serve strengthen our culture. At the heart of that diversity is again the universal truth of a spiritual level where our work lies. I see examples of spiritual depth everywhere. The supply chain staff doing all they can to assure safe and available material for our colleagues. Our HR staff helping colleagues navigate their families' health plans. Pharmacists increasing their personal interactions with patients during COVID. Environmental staff being so diligent in their work to keep us all safe and the care and love in the eyes of our caregivers when helping worried families and patients in the office practices, hospitals, and even their homes. One Northern Lake colleague recently wrote this, quote, I was privileged to visit over 20 foreign countries and directly observed and participate in the diversity that is our humanity. I work directly with military members of seven different countries and have yet to find a one I would not call friend, unquote. Now that's spiritual, serving a higher purpose. We rock in our spirituality. That is what motivates us. We define spirituality universally and honor and respect diverse beliefs and faiths individually. Wonderful, wonderful. So Tim, Medicine, religion, and spirituality have a long and intertwined history. Religion and spirituality often shape how our patients uh, interact with healthcare and how they shape their choices, such as an openness to a medication or other intervention, preferred gender of a care team, and end-of-life decisions. What resources does Northern Light have to help with navigation for our diverse patients? Yeah, great question. And first, I'll say that we are constantly developing this. So the way I'm going to answer that question today, we're going to have even more to update on and to share with our, the communities and those we serve in the coming months and years. We have great individuals, great teams all around this important topic. But today, what I would say is in recognition of the role spirituality and religion plays, um, and to bring increased attention to the spiritual needs of not only patients and families, but also healthcare professionals. We have an intentional presence of spiritual care providers. We serve many diverse communities, and so we have many examples of patient care influenced by our religious and medical intersections, if you will. At Mercy, as you very well know, Melissa, you can say this better than I, but I'll state this. Uh, we, we have a, a minority health department for community health outreach workers that we contract with, which acts as our cultural broker. Mercy also created with Bowdoin College a resource guide of the top 12 communities that we serve that identify cultural norms, faith, and values. At Eastern Maine Medical Center, We've incorporated an accredited spiritual care training program. This is relatively new for those interested in learning spiritual care in a multi-faith and clinical environment through the Association of Clinical Pastoral Education. This is a big deal. The aim of the Clinical Pastoral Education Program is to educate students around the complexity of religion and spirituality in the healthcare setting, increasing sensitivity and exploring the spiritual and moral distresses that may be present during a hospital admission. 
really, really important. Also at EMMC, one partnership that's really provided great education and resources for patients and staff alike is our relationship with Jehovah's Witness Hospital Liaison Committee. Our care team there at EMMC has been instrumental in ensuring all available resources, including an elder from the church, be available to support our patients and care team when navigating decisions and alternatives related to blood transfusions, for example. Other Northern Light member organizations have created alliances with diverse communities of faith and spiritualities for direct care and education in their communities. That's a big priority for Northern Light as a very community-oriented and connected organization. Part of our uniqueness is that we serve so many diverse communities um, around the state. So we want to embrace the diversity from a spiritual level as well with uh, what makes sense in those communities and what are important uh, groups and communities within the communities. So of course the common denominator is building trusting relationships with those community resources. Education, active listening, language support, and most importantly expressing humility uh, will most often develop the trust that is so necessary to meet all patient needs. And from trust then evolves great communications and partnership. And to me, that's a really important lesson learned post-COVID is that we're all reacting to an acute health problem. People hospitalized, you know, on respirators, some meaning the end of their life, you know, because of COVID and all the things, all the just turmoil that this has created. But you know, maybe if we did more on the front end with the community and we had a, a trusting relationship, we could do a lot more to prevent and anticipate and head off these kinds of awful situations that it brings into people's life. And so I think it all gets connected. So Melissa, thank you for joining me here to continue the conversation. Absolutely. And thank you for your leadership role, Tim, and really advancing these important conversations across Maine. It's, it's very, it's heartwarming. Thanks, Melissa. It's an honor. It's great working with you. And that will wrap up this episode of Tim Talk. So thank you, our podcast listeners as well. Until next time, I'm Tim Dentry, encouraging you to listen and act to promote a culture of caring, diversity, and inclusion. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tim Talk. If you enjoyed this podcast and would like to learn more about the subject, you can find additional information at northernlighthealth.org slash podcast. We welcome you to join us for a new episode of Tim Talk every two weeks.